Yeah, but they don't ever... That's not a common thing to tell you how long it's going to take you to, to take out your <laughs> from, trash. From oh, throwing your knowing trash the way in the morning. <laughs> knowing the way it, it is for you to gather up your trash, that's going to take at least six and a half minutes, okay? Just plan 20 minutes. Like, just <laughs> overshoot it. Leave 20 minutes early. Wow. Maybe. Wow. Actually, I mean, that's, that's what I should always idea. be telling myself. Oh, welcome to our episode about time management. Welcome to Too Real Tokyo. I'm Angie. I'm Jamie. This is a podcast about the quirks and quandaries of life in Tokyo and life in general. Hi friends, it's Angie. Jamie and I did not get a chance to record today because it's our spring break. Welcome to episode 17 where we'll be talking a Venn diagram about graduations and different uh, celebrations that happen here in Japan and a Venn diagram of how we've experienced that in the U.S. Enjoy! We want to thank you in advance for hanging out with us today and remind you that you can always find us on all major streaming platforms. Make sure to share with your friends and leave us a rating on iTunes because that's how we get the word around. Thanks! What is your quandary this week? Okay, my quandary is recent personal experience quandary. (laughs) Over the weekend, I booked myself an Airbnb for spring break because as much as I love the city and as much as I love hanging out with my friends, I just need like two days to be by myself. And so I got a little villa right on the beach on the ocean. Wow. And it has a hammock. So I'm just going to cocoon in there the entire time. Wouldn't you have (laughs) saved money if you would have just got a hammock? Probably, and just, like, gone to the beach. I don't know. Yes, I would have saved quite a bit of money. I like your your idea. Thank you. So the quandary comes in in that the Airbnb app is so thoughtful that they can translate the messages for you. Um, And I was pretty sure that the hosts knew some English because there were some English reviews from people. Usually it tells you if they can speak, what languages they can speak, but it didn't have it on there. And so I had responded to the initial question in English, and she responded in Japanese. So I had used the translate button and had pretty much figured it out. And I responded in Japanese and then just wanted to tell her that my Japanese is far from perfect and so I would try my best in the way that I just wanted her to know that if she tried to explain something in length over text that it might not get through correctly. Mm. And so then she responded in English and said, thank you very much, understood. And so then I was like, oh, no, she thinks I'm a stuck up American that doesn't know any Japanese. And because she said understood. (laughs) But then I had to think about it and direct translations into English, I feel like tend to be very formal, whereas we would never really say understood to someone unless we were like. I get it. Like, trying to say it in a mean way, almost. Mm. 
And so I know that she wasn't, I don't think she was trying to say it in that form. I think it's just the way that, you know, she's also not a native English speaker either. So she's just probably translating as best as she can as well. So my quandary is, why is it so hard to understand translations sometimes? Hmm. I can't answer. I have to yeah. leave that in the quandary bucket. Yeah. Everybody can quander that with Whoa. us. <laughs> Way to make we that have into a bucket full of quandaries. Way to make that into a verb. Good job. <laughs> what is your quirk? My quirk is I need to ask myself why don't I own any parking lots? Ah. Uh, because mm. I in case I didn't already know this, I realized this past week that owning a parking lot has got to be the very best way to make money around here. Because there's virtually nowhere to park for free when you go somewhere. Right. You always have to pay to park anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even if you had a small lot, and people do this all the time, if you have a small lot that could fit like two or three cars on it, then just set up your little um, thing on the sensor on the concrete Mm -hmm. where you drive your back wheel over it and then this flap comes up that won't let your car out until you pay for it. The reason that I'm thinking of this is because I went to Kamakura this week and that Kamakura is an area, it takes about two hours to drive there from Tokyo. It's famous for that big Buddha I'm pretty sure that's the biggest Buddha in Japan. Mm. Um, I didn't research it, so I don't want to be lying, but I'm pretty sure. Hashtag our life. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. Oh, sorry. Um, And there are quite a few other famous um, temples and statues Mm. and stuff in the area. And apparently, I don't know why I didn't know this, but it makes sense. That uh, area is also known as Kyoto of the East. Oh, interesting. I think it must just have the, you know, highest concentration of those kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Buddha and Shinto symbols. Thank you. Uh, Oh, according to japanguide.com, the great Buddha of Kamakura is a bronze statue of Buddha, which stands on the grounds of Kotokuin Temple, and it's 11.4 meters tall. It is the second tallest bronze Buddha statue in Japan. Oh. The tallest bronze Buddha statue in Japan is in Nara. Ah. Uh. In Todaiji. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Have you ever seen that? No. I don't know. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> that's not the point. Back to the parking thing. The day that I went there, I rode with my friend and... Um, all of the sites that we wanted to see were just far away from, far enough away from each other that we couldn't really easily walk back and forth. And P.S. Bum knee. Right. Sorry. Um, so, I, c- I mean, I could walk a little bit, but I certainly couldn't be walking the kilometers that it would have been to hike between all these different places that we wanted to see. And she didn't mind either driving her car between these different places, but we spent so much money on parking Mm. because everywhere we went, they had these pay parking lots Mm -hmm. and sensors and there, anyway, there was just no parking for free. Even at the end of the day, we made a swing through Starbucks and we couldn't even park 
anywhere near Starbucks for free. Whoa. I mean, that could have been because that Starbucks was quite close to to the train station. Yeah. But we started talk. We talked about it for a while. The friend's um, uh, daughter and then the daughter's friend were visiting from the U.S. And then the daughter's friend was like, whoa, I know how to make money in Japan. (laughs) Uh, True. You know, build a parking lot. And I have thought of that before, but it's been a while. So, Um, But where can you get empty land like that? That's the other thing. I don't think you... I think the main way that people get it, honestly, is by knocking down their house... Or, you know, somebody in their family leaves them a plot of land and they don't need it to build something on. So then they just go, oh, let me turn this into a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one time, <laughs> one time, uh, this family that used to be here became kind of close friends with this Japanese lady. And she is single, but she's a little bit older and I think her family had left her some money. Anyway, she owned some kind of a parking lot, and she tried to give it to my friend. Whoa. Right? I don't think the whole transaction ever worked out, but <laughs> it was just very like, wow, what a nice gift. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. For real. <laughs> well, and I mean, the thing that I keep thinking about is that where the model home opened for the apartment building, they had just redone that parking lot and, like, put all new sensors and stuff in. And then the next week, they were, like, ripping it up. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, no, that And then they sense. put that temporary model thing in there. Right. And I was like, I'm sure the company paid, like, big money to have that specific slot of land for whatever time that was, and then it'll just return to a parking lot after it's done. Probably. Do you think that they saved all the equipment? I don't know. But no. it was, like, brand new. They had just put brand new ones in again. I know. I know. I feel we should segue to a, um, a short discussion about going to look at the model home. Yeah. That was so fun. <laughs> okay, this is a story. There is a... For Japan, remember this is all relative, big plot of land that's right in front of the east side of our train station. Mm -hmm. It used to be a flour mill, which you didn't even really know how big it was until they knocked it down. My brain, like, exploded when they started knocking it down because I didn't realize how deep that property was. But also it was the end of cheap flour, so that part was sad. It's so true. (laughs) Yes, it was very sad. No more 500 yen for a kilogram of powdered sugar. Okay, we shouldn't be having powdered sugar anyway, so it's fine. (laughs) Um, So they've started building an apartment complex on that land. They're claiming it's one minute from the station. Why Why do you dispute that claim? Well, to get from wherever your door is to the station in one minute, good luck. Well, <laughs> okay. But most of the times that places advertise are seem like so made up, right? Door to door. Is that a job? The, the practice walker? <laughs> the person who's like, okay, I'm going to test how long it takes to walk from this property to the but train station. I have to station. walk really fast so they like my estimate. <laughs> 
I feel like they should have more alternative listings of how long does it take to walk. Casual if walk. If you're this five old, minutes. well, you know, <laughs> you know, age brackets. <laughs> okay, no, you know how lately this is not in Japan, unfortunately, but on it looks like in the U.S. on some clothing websites they'll tell you like. The person who's modeling these clothes is this tall. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. like, these are this person's measurements or whatever yeah. so that you can more accurately compare them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they need to do that same thing with these walking times. That's so true. Like, don't just say that it's going to take 10 minutes to walk to the station. But be honest. It takes 10 minutes to walk to the station if you're a 20-year-old male who's late for an appointment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Does a 20-year-old male care about being late for an appointment? Um, Probably not. Okay, sorry. That was a bad scenario. Late for his first date. Woo! There you go. (laughs) We need a big list of various scenarios. (laughs) Like, different scenarios and different ages of people. I guess from, like, the edge of that property to this train station, it would be a minute. It would be less than a minute. It would be 30 seconds. I know. But... What if you're me? What if you're bum knee Jamie and you're on the other side of the property? How about that? That's a good three. What if you're just throwing your trash away? That's definitely not going to take a minute. Well, yeah, but they don't ever... That's not a common thing to tell you how long it's going to take you to, to take out your from, trash. From oh, throwing your knowing trash away the in way, the morning. Knowing the way it, it is for you to gather up your trash, that's going to take at least six and a half minutes, okay? Just plan 20 minutes. Like, just overshoot it. Leave 20 minutes early. Wow. Maybe. Wow. Actually, I mean, that's, that's what I should always be telling myself. Oh, welcome to our episode about time management. We're all on top we- of it. Our time management sucks. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Hey, don't undermine our credibility so quickly. Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, too late. (laughs) Okay, back to the original story. So they're building this apartment. (laughs) You don't even, you completely forgot what we were talking about, didn't you? Okay, it's fine. They're building this apartment complex right in front of the station. It may be one minute from the station. Nobody really knows. (laughs) And to be determined, even though the thing is in very beginning stages of construction and won't be the apartments won't be ready to move into for an entire calendar year. Mm-hmm. But starting from maybe like four months ago, four or five months ago. Wait, can we just pause a second? What? When we first started hearing that they were going to turn it into an apartment building, weren't they saying like three years? Yeah, but, Somebody... was, yeah, but wasn't that two years ago? Oh, they knocked that thing down a long time ago. It was just the beginning of last school year, though, wasn't it? No. It was before that. That oh. thing has been knocked down for a while. Don't you think so? Uh, okay. Maybe um, by the actual 2020, it will have been three years. I don't know. Whoa. Okay. Local listeners, if you remember the timeline, please give us some feedback and remind us of when it all happened, because we're a little vague on that. Okay. Continue. Sorry. I was just... My brain was needing to process No, it. I understand that. Um, so, in order to sell the units, they've done the thing that Angie was just describing, which is take half of the space of this, again, for Japan, relatively big parking lot that happened to be, um, adjacent to that property, and then they built this temporary building. On the first floor, it has various stations for people to have meetings with real estate agents and loan officers. And then it also has a um, 1 to 75 scale 
I'm not describing that right. How do you say that? Isn't it 75 to 1? Okay, sure. I don't know. It's 75 times smaller than it's really going to be? Yeah. Is that what it means? Yeah. Okay, scale model (laughs) of the complex. And then if you go upstairs, you can walk through... A life-size. A life-size actual apartment, which we did. Um... And that was very interesting. And then they even gave us a book that's full of super detailed line drawings of every possible iteration. Um, If you heard the word iteration right now, please note that we have another episode called Iterations, and we would love for you to listen to it. Um, I think it was episode number, I don't know what episode number it was. was six. Six. Um, that was a great episode, but for some reason, a lot of people have overlooked it. So go ahead and take some time this week and go back to episode six called Iterations. Um, this uh, apartment building is going to have 20 different um, versions. They have different, what am I trying to say? Various kinds of balconies, and then the locations of some of the rooms are flipped back mm-hmm. and forth. And the one thing that I found very interesting is um, the living room area is customizable based on this um, temporarily temporary wall that mm-hmm. you can easily pull out. Um, I thought that was a really good idea. And the way they're constructing it, there's a full door uh, in the corner of the of that side of the room. This thing is so hard to describe. I hope you can stay with me and try to imagine what I'm saying. There's a door, but then there's a place, there's a track in the ceiling, and then you can pull this whole wall out and attach it to the other side of the door and then over to the wall that's on the other side. And then the one corner, room-sized corner of the living room would be blocked off to be used as another room. Um, I hope that makes sense. I think that's a very smart innovation. Yeah. Um, for Japan. I mean, Mm -hmm. well, sure, it's a great innovation for any country, but I think people are looking for, you know, that kind of customization. We really liked it. Of course, right away, we tried to figure out how can we buy this. (laughs) We didn't really answer that question. If we we can get quite a lot more listeners, I think that would help. Yeah. Um, if we, if we start a, um, GoFundMe account for investment properties, yeah. (laughs) I mean, is that allowed? Probably not. I don't know. I don't really understand GoFundMe. Well, or any crowdfunding website. But if you don't pretend like you're, like, if you're just totally honest about the fact that you're trying to collect money because you want to buy an apartment and doesn't anybody feel like giving me money, isn't that fine? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's only if you try to deceive it's only people if you're by like, help my cat. I need it needs surgery and then you take it and you're like ha, 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 ha. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. That would be wrong. <laughs> On all kinds of levels. Now I'm going to use this for my plan. My plan to live in my apartment. <laughs> Which is not that evil. It's just that no. you pretended like you were getting your cat cancer free. Right, exactly. Is that what you said? Your cat has cancer? Well, I just said it was sick. Okay, we're going off on an extreme tangent right now. So let us wrap up talking about that and start talking about... Wait, hold on. There were even more ways you could customize it 
we didn't go in that part because somebody who was actually going to buy a house was in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how inconsiderate of them to get in the way of us lurkers. <laughs> I mean, voyeurs. I mean, <laughs> I we, mean... Had, we had backpacks and everything and, like, jeans, t-shirt. We were not dressed like I didn't we even were... have jeans. I think I was, like, literally wearing my pajamas. <laughs> okay, it's At fine. least that guy let us in. Yeah. Um, But you could, like... I think choose, like, different colors for uh-huh. tile and stuff like no, that. No, no, no. You could. Totally. I, it was such a beautiful mock apartment, but whatever, the mock part of it was that those people were so rich, because <laughs> there was, like, Dior had some kind of fake handbag up in, mm. and then there was fancy water, like Eos water or something, water bottles. And, like, super, super, super fancy furniture. It would not look like that if an actual family was living there, but why don't they have, like, a true-to-life scenario happening in there? Like, toys everywhere and I mean, people, the sink pe- piled up. <laughs> people don't want to buy that. That's too, I know. That's too close to reality. True. Right? You're, pe- people are buying things aspirationally. Like, if I right. buy this, I'm going to change and become a clean person. I'm going to become minimalist. Right? Because the people in that house were way minimalist. Well, that's so true. <laughs> I wonder if... I'm sure you're right. They're going to dismantle that building and just go back to having a parking lot, but... Wouldn't it be funny if they kept it there and then somebody could buy that at a discount? (laughs) (laughs) What would you do with the rest of the... Well, I don't know. They could make four or three more apartments in there. (laughs) But it wasn't... You could tell it was temporary, though. The floor was cushiony. Oh. What? It's not normal for the floor to be cushiony? No. What do you mean? Because it was supposed to be, like, hard... Well, not hardwood, but, like, um... What's that called? Sorry, the sprinkling motion of your hand doesn't really explain to me what you mean. Uh, shoot, I know the word. What, concrete? No. Um, vinyl. It was vinyl. Oh, inspirational. I'm so glad you came up with that word. You mean linoleum? Is that what you mean? No, the, like, vinyl wood floor. I mean, let's be real. It is. It's it's linoleum for the 2020s. What? That's, it's not... It's the same stuff that that sticky, questionable stuff we oh, had on the yeah, floor yeah, yeah. when I was growing up. It's just like slightly improved so that you think it looks like wood, maybe kinda. Right. Right. Yeah. Vinyl. Vinyl wood. <sighs> vinyl wood. Wow. <laughs> I can see that vinyl wood has pulled the wool, wool, wool <laughs> over your <Okay>. eyes. <laughs> I don't know why I choked on that word. <laughs> Sip string. Okay, so uh, today I wanted to talk just a little bit about graduation because... Wait, are we starting our series today? We are starting a new series today in which we compare and contrast some uh, aspects of life between Japan and the U.S. And the first um, topic in our little series which I project will last for about four episodes, 
is about graduation and slash ceremonies. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually an expert about graduation and ceremonies in Japan, but I have experienced a few. So I was just going to talk a little bit about what is that like in Japan, and then Angie was going to talk about what is that like in the U.S., and, and we then were gonna... you guys are going to tell us what it's like where you live. Sure. If you live somewhere else, or even if you live in the places that we've mentioned, but you had a different experience, we would love to hear about that. So please you send can, us an email. You can email us an audio recording, and we can p- place it in our next episode. <gasps> Woo! Good idea. Do people know how to do that? I mean, voice memos, if you have an iPhone, there's an app called Voice Memos, unless you erase it, which you can easily download it again. And then just share that file um, to whatever email address you use. And then uh, you can email that directly to us. And then I'll, I can always change what kind of file it is. So no worries. Whoa. I hope you all tracked with that because I'm not sure that I did. <laughs> Send us a voice memo about your experience of graduation. I'll put instructions in the show notes. Oh, thanks. And then we might play your voice memo on our next episode. Especially if you keep it one minute or, like, even 30 seconds is probably better, right? No pressure. We like your story, but if it's too long, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, thanks for listening to us. (laughs) Because we talk way longer than that. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to copy what other podcasts say. Oh. Okay, continue. Okay. So, the specific graduation... Uh, that's in this season for me is my sixth grade daughter will be graduating from Japanese elementary school. When you hear this episode, it will have happened yesterday, um, but we're recording a week ahead of time, so it has not happened yet. Uh, but this graduation is a very big deal in Japan because it's, it's almost like a signal of passing out of childhood, I feel Mm. like, in a way. I mean, let's be real, middle schoolers still totally act like children, but uh, there is some level of, like, freedom and responsibility and expectation put on middle schoolers that Mm. elementary school kids definitely don't have. Um, And there's even other little, I feel like there's other little cultural markers, like, for example... As long as you're in elementary school, then um, when you ride the train, you can ride for a kid fare. Oh, yeah. But as soon as you um, graduate from elementary school, then you need to pay the adult fare. Mm. Whoa. Note to self, my family expenses just are going to be going up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway. But same price at the movie theater. True. Thank you, United Cinemas. (laughs) I appreciate that gift. Uh, The difference between 1,000 yen and 1,800 yen is very big when you multiply it by three people. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the graduation itself, so like I was saying, it's a really big deal. They will hang a big hand calligraphied sign in front of the school gate that will say congratulations or... I'm not really sure. I'll take a picture of it, and maybe we can post it next week. Um, But the graduates and their families would usually definitely make sure to stand by that sign and take pictures, Mm -hmm. um, either before or after. And then for the actual ceremony, um, the parents, I think, here's the thing. 
I have been in graduation ceremonies before, but it was when I was a teacher mm. in um, in a Japanese middle school, and it was a long time ago. So this might... I'm trying to think. Is this my first time to go to an elementary school graduation? Maybe it's my second time. But the other one was in Chicago. So even though that was a Japanese school, it was a little bit different. Okay. Anyway, I think the parents will go in first and we'll all be sitting there. And then there will be a lot of specific um, pomp and circumstance for the graduates to go through. Like they need to mar march in in a certain way and they need to sit down in a certain way and they need to go across the stage and pick up their diploma in a certain way. And all of those things can also be said of an American graduation. But the thing that strikes me as the top difference, and you can talk about this and tell me if I'm right or not, mm -hmm. is just the feeling in the air. I feel like Japanese graduation ceremonies are so serious and solemn. Mm -hmm. And I definitely, okay, now it's coming back to me. This wasn't an elementary school graduation, but when I used to work at a girl's high school, I went to their graduation, and that thing was like, I couldn't believe how serious everybody was. Like, mm. they were graduating from high school. So for me, having graduated from an American high school and an American university where it's the air is very celebra celebratory, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll leave that for you to talk about, but I just found it, like, really interesting how super serious everybody was. Like... People didn't even really seem like they were smiling that much. They just seemed to be, like, really attending, and no surprise here, to the details of, like, mm. let's get this ceremony right. Like, we need to walk to the stage in a certain way and cross in a certain way and bow in a certain way and receive the diploma in a certain way. And, like, all of those kind of details were very definitely planned out and mm. meticulously rehearsed so that everybody would do it the exact same way. And uh, anyway, that part of it to me is very interesting. And the thing is, the kids actually start that really early. Like even when they have their um, kindergarten graduation, it's like that. Mm. Like they practice a lot and then the kids need to walk up to the stage in a certain way and bow to the principal, and, like, put out their, put their hands out, like, put both hands out, kind of at shoulder level mm -hmm. at the same time, and when they walk away with their diploma, they have to hold it out in front of them like this. Whoa. Sorry, I'm gesturing with my hands <laughs> straight out at shoulder level. They have to walk back down the aisle, holding out their diploma like this. Whoa. Yeah, so, anyway, it's really interesting. I'm sure there's, like, other background reasons for things to be done that way, which I'm not sure what they are, but, um, yeah, the whole thing to me just seems like, it's not that they're not happy to be graduating, but I guess it's just now, like, super traditional yeah. to not show your happiness until right. later, I guess. What do you think? How would you compare that with American graduation? Well, so, I guess the only... Uh, experience that I can share is my own experience. Sure. Because most of my nieces and nephews, either they didn't go to American school or um, they are still young. Oh. Mm. Um, my, so 
I was here in fifth grade, so I graduated from fifth grade, and then I turned right around and graduated from sixth grade as well in America. <laughs> Did you start thinking, oh, I'm so special, I can graduate from every grade? Yes. <laughs> You're still wondering, where's my seventh grade graduation? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we did it two years in a row. <laughs> so I graduated from elementary twice, and not because I was held back. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but even, like, um, graduations at our school, too, definitely more American run. Um, and at least for the last few years, for our fifth grade graduation, we have made it more about celebrating um, what they've accomplished, especially in their last year, because they do a big project in fifth grade. So we recognize that, and we recognize... Like our new Bible program, we recognize if they've said all the verses, K to uh, 5. So we make it a lot about celebrating them. Um, so, but they still do get a little, like, certificate, and they have to shake hands with the principal and everything like that. Um, I think the biggest thing that I remember thinking when I first moved here, and even when you were talking about your kids having different ceremonies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think... I just kept thinking there's a ceremony for everything and it's so detailed in the way that things are carried out Mm -hmm. where I feel like in the States, sure, like, yes, there's usually a kindergarten graduation and yes, there's usually preschool graduation, which is also cute. And sometimes they have little graduation caps, which are adorable. Hmm. Um, and I think usually they, like, sing songs and stuff like that. But they, they sing songs and things, too, right, at at Japanese graduations. No, they right? do. They perform. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the biggest difference probably, like you were saying, is it feels more formal here than in the States. It's like, oh, the kids are so cute. Mm-hmm. And, oh, cool, like, they're moving on to the next grade level. But I would think... I think most people in the States, they would be like, oh, fifth grade graduation, cool. Mm-hmm. But you probably wouldn't invite extended family to that. Like, probably just your parents would be there. Where, except for, like, high school and college graduation. Then you usually have more family around and you have graduation parties around that. But I never remember inviting, like, extended family to my uh, sixth grade graduation, though I was the speaker oh, at our sixth grade graduation. <laughs> <laughs> and that was because I had just come back from Japan. So okay, that's why, or part of the reason I got chosen. But we all had to write, like, our about our elementary being in elementary, and then they chose from there, and I was chosen. So, Woo. Yeah. I mean, are you sad? Do you feel like writing a seventh grade graduation speech? I mean, I didn't speak at fifth grade graduation, so oh, I feel okay. okay. Oh, good. All right. I just wondered if that was stressing you out still. <laughs> no, no, no. Just keep being... And actually, I don't even think we had middle school graduation. Oh, okay. We, yeah, we just continued. We were like, cool, bottom of the totem pole again. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, although sometimes uh, at our school, the school we work at, which is more of an Americanized school... Uh, we have a pretty big deal eighth grade graduation, and I hear some people who are not as into that saying, like, why did we have to do that? Mm -hmm. Because 
you know. It is extra work. Right. And then four years later, you're graduating from high school. (laughs) And how are you going to distinguish the two? If you Mm. make eighth grade graduation such a big deal. Yeah. Then it kind of becomes the same thing. Um, But I don't mind it because, to me, again, going back to the original point, graduation is a big deal in Japan. And it is kind of like even, I don't know a rite of passage or something and so it's very definitely like you graduate from uh kindergarten because you've been in kindergarten for three years so there is actually something to it yeah there's very definitely a line between that and going to elementary school and then you have an entrance ceremony for going to elementary school which is a huge deal Mm -hmm. i think i feel like i already talked about that a little bit we yeah we did and then you graduate from elementary school. Then you have an entrance. I mean, we don't have all these entrance ceremonies yeah, at our school. Yeah, the entrance ceremonies we don't. That's not That's really honestly it. probably a bigger contrast, but. Yeah. Um, then you graduate from middle school. And the big deal about graduating from middle school is that that's the end of compulsory education. Mm, yeah. Uh, in Japan, you're not. I mean, to say you're not required sounds weird, but I guess that's what it is. Yeah. You're not required by law to attend high school, although I think it's like 98% of everybody does because you really can't get a job. Yeah. I mean, education especially is these so days. Here. Yeah. I mean, these days, you can't, I don't even know what job you can get if you've only graduated from high school, right? Yeah, I don't know. Although that's more my, that's American knowledge speaking right now. I haven't. You um, haven't reached that point yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Um, but yeah, there we go. There's a very brief and non-definitive mm-hmm. discussion about graduation and slash ceremonies in Japan. Um, there are other ceremonies that we could talk about, but maybe we'll save those for a different episode because... Even though we just started our new series and we do care about that deeply, we also noticed this is our last episode for this month, which means we just cannot help but spend a couple of minutes talking about our books. Yes. Yes. Book segment. Oh, here it is. We need like a sound of a book ruffling or something, right? (laughs) I mean, I guess I could actually get a book. No, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Um, well, I have really slowed down this month. I don't know what it's been, but I actually don't think I've finished any books yet. Oh, whoops. Okay. Yeah. Um, hold on, though. Let me double check. Um, there, I'm working on three books right now, so that's probably why. Um, yeah, it's just been kind of a crazy month, and... So I haven't gotten around to finishing any, but I'm currently working on Bad Blood. They're also kind of longer books, too. Oh, yeah. I'm almost done with Bad Blood, and I'm reading The Traitors, which is a YA novel, um, but that's one that I usually read in the bathtub, so... Oh, whoops. <laughs> um, haven't made much progress this last week on mm. that one. And then the other one I just started as an audiobook. So, yeah, not very many exciting things on my end, but. Wow, I was so excited to have a book segment, but. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Don't worry. I, I still have time. I have two weeks. Well, I have spring break. No, you're right. That's why it's tricky. Maybe we can't 
officially have our. It's hard for us to have our book segment to and the court, month's not to even over. The, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You have lots to share. No, I don't. Um, because it wasn't really. It wasn't. It wasn't reasonable to expect that I could keep up with what I did last month when last month I was sick in bed for right. like four or five days, and that's honestly when most of my reading took place. Um, I have read a few books since then, but like you said, my pace is way down compared to that. I did read a book called Atomic Habits, mm, yeah. and um, that one was, I mean, I think... I think I talked about this one last time, I mean, I? that's the thing. I think we talked about these. Yeah, about okay. About what we were going to read. I, I don't want to hash over ones that I already talked about. I am currently reading the second book in the Red Rising series. Um, oh. Did you read that? No, I haven't read it, but I have the second book. What? <laughs> what? I got it at thrift shop. Oh, okay. Interesting. I think you should read the first book. I know. That's why I haven't read it. We have it in the library. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was shocked the other day to find that we had it in the library. One of our friends asked me if I would recommend a book for her. Mm -hmm. And then the book I wanted to recommend was on a certain shelf, which was right near that series. And they were oh. all there. And I, this series called Res Red Rising, that's, I think his name is Pierce Brown. Um, that was highly recommended by Kendra Adachi. Oh. And, uh, thanks, Lazy Genius. Um, and so then I think it happened to be on a Kindle sale. So I oh. bought the first one uh -huh. on Kindle. Well, either that or I borrowed it from the library. I can never remember. Um, and so anyway, I, I, um... I was kind of putting off reading the second one because I was assuming that I would have to buy it in Kindle. And then I was so pleasantly surprised to see that we had it in the library, so I borrowed it and I started reading it. That's one of the books I'm reading now. Um, I also read, since we talked about it last time, I read this book called The Light of the World by Elizabeth Alexander, and the funny thing is, I think that when I was reading this book, I didn't understand that Elizabeth Alexander is, like, the poet laureate of the U.S. or something. Whoa. I, well, let me say the right thing. She's, she's a poet, and she's extremely famous for being a poet, and, okay, here we go. Let me get this right. Since last year, she's the president of the Andrew Mellon Foundation. She was a professor at Yale. Uh, she also worked at Columbia. Well, I don't know. Did I make that up? I really thought she was the poet laureate of the U.S., but maybe not. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, sincere apologies to Elizabeth Alexander. I didn't mean to confuse poet laureate with... Um, uh, composed and recited poem at President Obama's inauguration. That's what it was. Oh. Yeah. Which is uh, super cool. Yeah. she's She was only the fourth poet to read at an American presidential inauguration. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, this book, though, <laughs> I mean, it's ironic for me to say, but I don't know how else to describe it. Such a poetic book. 
<laughs> well, the thing is not written as poetry. It's a mm-hmm. prose book. Uh-huh. But her, um, it makes so much sense. After reading the book, when I found out she was a poet, I was like, oh. <laughs> because how else could the writing be so beautiful? Ah, uh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I even actually took... I took longer than I normally would have because it wasn't a super long book. I took longer to read it because it was so overwhelming. It's a memoir about how she suddenly lost her husband. Wow. He had a heart attack when he was 50. Wow. And so, of course, they were not expecting that. She has two sons. And so, anyway, it's just a kind of story of her life with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And also her life after he died and mm-hmm. how devastating it was to lose him so unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a really beautiful book. I wow. I don't know if I don't know who to recommend it to, but I think people who like to read <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's too broad, but <laughs> I anyway, it was really great. It's called The Light of the World. What about that you want to read this next month. Okay, sure. I, um, okay. I'll say ones that I haven't even started reading then. How about that? Yeah. Actually, I should be looking in my Kindle so that I don't pressure myself to buy a book I didn't even buy. Right. Yet, right. <laughs> um, scroll, scroll, scroll to a book that I haven't read yet. Uh, well, what about you? You talk about that. Um, two books that I'm looking forward to reading are... The Wild Card by Hope and Wade King. They're two teachers at uh, Ron Clark Academy in Georgia, um, which I've followed Ron Clark for quite a while um, in his story. And um, anyway, he has a school in Georgia, which is uh, like kind of cutting edge. And I follow uh, Wade King on Instagram. Um, and so I'm looking forward to reading his and his wife's book called The Wild Card. Uh, and I've heard lots of really good things about the little tips and tricks that are in there. So I'm excited. And then the second book I'm looking forward to reading is Mothers, Daughters, and Body Image. Oh, yeah. yeah good. That's which the, I've heard uh, lots of good things about. Yeah. I did. I started it just like, I think I read the preface and then I was like, okay, I have to read this when I'm not reading several other books at a time. I am looking forward to, cautiously, reading a book inspired by various people's dietary changes. This one is called Year of No Sugar. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things about that one. Yeah. Published in 2014. Um, I think I bought this one on Kindle a while back, but Probably that because I didn't want to feel convicted about sugar. I never <laughs> read it, but I think uh, there's no time like spring to change your eating habits. So let me uh, let me get on reading Year of No Sugar. Uh, wait, did you say the second book? Yeah. Oh, shoot! <laughs> I was trying to buy myself some more time. <laughs> Um, I was just thinking maybe I would share a couple things from what I've saved recently on Instagram. Oh, whoa. Okay, go ahead and do that. Um, most of the posts I've saved are teaching-related, but uh, it's either teaching-related or Enneagram-related. And the one that stood out most recently to me was a um, collaboration with Enneagram and Coffee and 
Miss Abby Chic mm. or Mrs. Abby Chic. Um, and she did like a profile. What are those called? What are these called? Your profile. What is that called when you have it hanging on the wall? <laughs> Silhouette. Yeah. She did these silhouettes. This Mrs. Abby Chic did silhouettes of people and then um, hand lettered something that that Enneagram number should say to themselves. Uh huh. Um, and so I really, really, really liked that. And then I shared that on my story. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote back to me. And Who wrote back to you? The Mrs. Abby Chic. Woo. Yeah. And then uh, we were chatting a little bit. And she's going to make some decorations for my classroom next year. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Does she, like, sell that stuff on Etsy or Mm -hmm. something? Yeah. Oh. So I told her that I had an idea to do several, either, like, well, book characters, uh, comic book characters, and famous people, Mm -hmm. and then, like, profiles of them, and then a quote from the book or movie or whatever. Wow. In that. And so, um, I told her I would send those things to her and maybe she could do that for me. So I'm excited. Yeah. Great. Good for you. I found the book I want to buy and slash read. Um, it's called, well, there's more than one here actually, but the one that I think I'm going to go for first, seven women and the secret of their greatness. Mm. And it's about seven of history's greatest women. Well, okay, I don't know. I'm not totally committed to this book. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I'm considering that one. I'm not sure. I'm also considering Just Mercy. I might not. I I don't promise. (laughs) I'm just remaining (laughs) non-committal about my second book. It's going to be a surprise, okay, everybody? (laughs) All right. Thanks for hanging in there with my uh, indecisiveness. I promise to bring a full report later. What books are you reading? I would like, I've heard a few people telling me that they enjoy hearing us talk about books, which I love. And then they never share with us, though. They never recommend. Well, Instagram and um, Instagram and email. Email. Email us your recommendations. Yes, that would be awesome. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so that other people will know. It's really exciting for us that more people have been listening every week, but we would um, love it if even a few more people would listen. So thank you for talking about it and helping us spread the word about To Real Tokyo. Woo! Thank you. Bye! time everyone what are your recent quirks or quandaries tokyo related or not let us know on instagram at two real tokyo that's t-o-o real tokyo you can follow angie on instagram at photo freak p-h-o-t-o-f-r-e-e-k and you can follow jamie on instagram at jamie in t-y-o That's J-A-M-I-E-N-T-Y-S.